Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Two Saturdays ago, I was on a plane flying home from our family vacation. I was watching a really good docu-series about the making of Frozen 2. If you've never seen it, I know it sounds a little bit crazy, but it's really fascinating to see how they make an animated film. There was one particular episode in the film, uh, in the series, that walks you through the music of the film. And if you didn't know, I, I didn't always know the importance of music in a film, but it's literally throughout, I would say, 95% of the film. If you've ever been to see a film at the symphony, I am always amazed to watch how long they are going um, without stopping, because you just don't realize how much music is there. One of the things that music finds, or that we find is important with music, is that it tells you when something is coming. If you're watching a scary m- movie, the music usually tells you that something scary is about to happen. Sometimes it's the music that helps you to feel lighter, and sometimes it's music that helps you to reach into your deepest, darkest places. Music is, I would venture to say, one of the most important elements in a film. And for me, it is one of the most important things for me to reach deep into my soul. So it is no surprise that I found myself there turning to music this past week. If you didn't notice, we kind of live in chaos around every corner between the unknowns that we face in the economic and political realm, but also in the ways that we hurt one another because we are different or because we are also hurting, in the ways in which so many people are hurting, often not being seen because a lot of our struggles are internal that we don't share, in the way that violence seems to get worse, and in what's happening all over the world. We live in a time that feels difficult and hopeless at times. And on this particular week, I felt that difficult and hopelessness. So I went to Spotify, which is my music app that I use personally, and I typed in prayer. You never know what you're gonna get when you type in a topic. But I typed in prayer, 
And I needed that connection to God that I was struggling to find in words and that I can always find in music. Many songs came up, but then one caught my attention called Come Again. The chorus is this, come again, come again, let the glory in. I'm open, I'm open. Come again, let the glory in. I'm open, I'm open. As I listened to these words, it reminded me of Mary, the mother of Jesus. The words that we just heard from this morning from Luke. Inviting God in and being open to receiving what God has to share. These words in Luke that we heard are from the Magnificat, if I can speak this morning. Or put a different way, Mary's song of praise. These words are a moment that stops the story that is unfolding as Mary visits Elizabeth while pregnant with Jesus. It was a moment. A moment that in many ways was a foreshadowing of what was to come. A foreshadowing of how God would come to live among us and how God would bring change, not in the way that was expected, like that of war, but rather in ways that were unexpected by bringing hope, love, joy, peace, not just to the ones who were highly favored in the world, but to the least of these. He didn't come as one declaring his authority over all the earth. He came as one who lived his life as a somewhat quiet leader, who led in such a way as to give an example to follow rather than just mere words to hear. Mary's words were a prayer. Some of those words were to praise God. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. But also words that would prove to be prophetic. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. While this prayer are words of praise and prophecy. We would be remiss if we were to think that Mary didn't have her own moments of disbelief, her own doubts, her own fears. I think it's important before we go too much further to recognize that when the word came to Mary from the angel Gabriel that she was to have a child, she was perplexed. She had questions. She didn't understand. And in the moment that followed, she accepted the gift of favor that God had bestowed upon her. Her words were showing us her openness to what God can show and reveal to us. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. If we were to skip that scene of acceptance by Mary, we would miss the fact that she isn't just praising God and what he is doing in her life. She's also accepting a fate. 
a fate that would likely be difficult no matter what happened. Because this child was not Joseph's, her betrothed, Mary could have been divorced, quietly or not. There would likely have been some repercussion from it, whether it was stoning in the worst offense or being disowned and pushed out of the community. Not to mention that Mary already lived in a place that was riddled with anxiety and chaos, not much different from ours today. She lived in the Roman Empire, a place that had so many issues. It was divided at every turn. There was a deep sense of inequality of class, of oppression, and a lot of fear. The Romans seemed to function by fear-mongering or making people afraid. That's what they did. That's how they kept their power. In the midst of it, Mary leaves and goes to see Elizabeth. And it's in this space that Mary understands and receives confirmation from Elizabeth when she says, As soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. I think in some ways, Elizabeth became that prophetic voice for Mary, maybe reminding her of those words from the angel. What fascinates me is even in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the fear, in the midst of what could happen to her and what was happening to her, Mary responds with, here I am. And then my soul magnifies the Lord. To me, it seems that in this moment, even if she did feel all the things which would be human, and I can almost guarantee you she probably did, I can imagine that when she thought about them, there was a sense of peace. And not the peace as a peacemaker or a wartime peace, the peace that only comes from God. The peace that no one quite understands how it comes over us, but it's just there. Sometimes it's what gives us the strength to face difficult things. Sometimes it's what helps us to find joy even when the road is hard. Sometimes it's what helps us to find hope when there is so much unknown ahead of us. And sometimes it's the patience to wait. When Mary praised God with her words, she was carrying God in the form of a baby. The God who would come and be with us, the God who is still with us, and the God who will come again to make all things right at a time where the world needed to remember to have hope, even in the midst of the darkness, and even today to allow God to reveal God's self through prayer, allowing us to find peace, even when the world offers chaos, or even when it feels like the world is in complete disarray, is oppressive at every turn, or is harmful to so many. Even in those moments, May we have that deep longing within our hearts for the peace that God offers. 
which Barbara Brown Taylor describes as a word that is everywhere, describing something that is desired but missing between nations, people, the good earth and its inhabitants. It must be stated, though, that even as God is revealed to us through prayer, the peace that we long for may not always look like the peace that we receive. And sometimes it's that something within us, that word, that calm, that moment, that encourages us to step out of what is expected and to live into who and what God is calling us to be, even in the midst of the darkness, in those moments where we know that peace that only God offers, often revealed to us in a prayer or a song, may we be able to say, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. May our eyes be open to see the glory that God reveals. Would you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we thank you for your word this day. May we receive it and may we be open to seeing you in whatever ways we need to. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.